And we're back. For real this time. For real this time. It's Nico. And Kaylee. We're so glad to have you here on our show today. Sweet babies. She calls you sweet babies, but I guess she's in some type of mood today because of the topic. (laughs) Yeah. It's a heavy topic. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? The topic for today is... Acceptance. Oh. No, it's not. See? (laughs) That's the next episode. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Like, okay. And the topic for today is... The topic for today is letting go. Letting go. And telling a new story. Telling a new story. Ooh. Ooh. Letting go. I don't know. How did you skip to the next episode like that? I was going to say acceptance and letting go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh well you need to accept the let you need to well we you have to, to accept reality in, or, in order to let go so i mean that makes sense i think we should accept the mistake and keep going yeah with letting go. yeah <laughs> that was so awesome so oh, uh, i would say we can google and see what letting go means oh well let's do that because i don't think we did it on the i don't know anyhow let's just google and see definition of letting go frozen Jeez. Mm. Let someone or something go. Allow someone or something to escape or go free. Relinquish one's grip on someone or something. Escape? Oh my gosh. Mm. I never thought of it like that. Mm. Sounds like a trap or something. Gosh, it might as well be. Mm. Letting something or someone go. Yeah. That can definitely be easier said than done. Yes. So... Where do we start? If you think of it as someone or allowing someone to escape, I think that'll make it easier. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm I'm awestruck because I'm I'm trying to think of like I'm in a situation now that I know I need to let go, but I can't help it. I I, I enjoy being powerless and unable to move on from that person. You enjoy that. I think, I mean, why else would I keep doing it? Okay, that makes sense. Why would I allow that you never respond to me, but then when you feel like talking to me, it's always, hey, I have a question. Like, and I'm like, shoot, you know, I'm always here for you. And I'm lying. I'm lying through my teeth with that person. (laughs) Like, what is the motivation behind that? I'm not always going to be there for them. Yeah. But for some reason, I keep telling them that story, even though they're not here for me. Is that your control? Is that how you control this? Yes, it is. But why? What's the point of it? Well, I know the point, but like, is it worth all the unnecessary back and forth, the arguments and the, the little bit of stress? I mean, a little bit of stress is too much stress. I was about to say, I don't think it is because it stresses me out. Yeah. But then I have to accept that I don't have that 100% success rate. Oh. And I think I'm trying to hold true to that. Is that ego? That is ego. Ego, ego, let go, (laughs) let go, my ego. Yeah. Oh. Oh. What if we? Oh. What if we title this episode "Let Go My Ego"? That's it. That's the name. Yes. I think it fits perfect. Let go, my ego. Because that's really what it is. It's your ego not wanting to accept letting someone go, letting them go free. Releasing your grip of control. The ego. Messes you up. It messes you up. But where does it come from? What? How do we get 
that ego that says, I have to be in control 100% of the time. Everything must go my way. Nobody can tell me no. Nobody can walk away from me. I walk away from them. I feel like we've talked about this before. I think it has something to do with not feeling in control within some part of your life. Now or like when you were a kid. Oh, see, I didn't think that far back. Oh. You know, I didn't think, you know, from childhood traumas and the control that was placed over your lives when you were a kid and young, young adult, even as a young adult, hell, you know, 18, (laughs) 19 years old, you still have people trying to control you. Yeah. Especially with like college and stuff. Your parents want you to go somewhere, but you want to go somewhere else or maybe not even at all. And it's like, you don't want to disappoint them, but. It's still. So when you get control of something or someone, you like to maintain that control. Yeah, because it's like you don't have control anywhere else. I'm sitting here like my mind's blown because I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I think I'm going to let that person go. I really do. Ooh. Um, It sucks because I'm sitting here thinking like, but what if? Yeah. What if? Oh, my goodness. It's just so uncomfortable to think about. I just want to like, I feel like texting him right now. I'm like. (laughs) You know what? Do one of those like ridiculous text messages where I'm like, hey, look, I've been thinking about things. And like, if this is the type of person you're going to be, I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah. And then say something stupid like, I really don't want to let you go because I care about you. I just really need you to show that you care because I don't want to walk away. But if you don't show me, I'm going to walk away. So please say something. (laughs) (laughs) Like an ultimatum. Yeah. You know, but we we sweeten it to make it seem like it's not an ultimatum. We sweeten it to make it seem like we really just want to, you know, but it's still just trying to control the situation. I'm not going to text this fool. He'll text me in about three weeks (laughs) and say, hey, I have a question. Even though the last time I text him. He said, I said, do you care at all or no? He's like, man, honestly, no. I said, well, what point did you decide that? He's like, I really don't know. I said, OK, I'm going to sit back and watch. He's like, OK. And then I was like, so is there absolutely anything that you like about me? And he says, you helped me with a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. So you didn't like anything about me. <laughs> just what you did. You just liked what you benefited from me. So you liked the benefit. You didn't like me, which I knew that. So that doesn't see. That's the thing. Some people are like, well, you got played. No, the hell. Oh, I almost said the F word. We'd have had to beat that out. <laughs> no, the hell I didn't. I didn't get played because I knew from the get go what yeah. was up. Like I knew that. It, I knew. I can go back through all the messages and you can see where I say, I know what this is. I call it our dysfunctional relationship. I was like, we have a dysfunctional relationship. And I said, but I'm enjoying this dysfunction. Mm-hmm. We're not really friends. He's like, what do you mean? I said, we're not fucking. Oh. <laughs> I just had to edit something out, y'all. So you're not going to hear what I said. Say it. We're not freaking friends. <laughs> we're not fudging friends. Yeah, we're not fudging friends. We're not freaking friends. We're not friends we're not we're not any of that and he's like why would you say that and i'm just like why do i got to explain this you know dang well after all these years of us communicating with each other that it just hasn't been a an uplifting or a beneficial mutually beneficial friendship Mm -hmm. or connection or whatever it really hasn't been a friendship it's just been if he needs me he'll reach out to me and if i need him i'll reach out to him and it's just like, we get nowhere. We get absolutely nowhere. 
Stop the cycle, guys. Stop the cycle. I see right here in the notes that you have telling a new story. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that? For sure. So I got this idea from reading Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he tells the story of this woman who lost her husband. So her story for the longest time was her being a widowed woman, sad, depressed, lonely, angry, resentful because of her husband. And she went on to be that person for so long that her body just became literally that, the story that she was saying, just in the dumps. Like her body was so in distress for so long. It just reconfirmed in her body who she was. And so she lived a lot of her life in dis-ease, which caused some illnesses and diseases in her body. So her having to go through all that and some terrible relationships because she felt like she needed somebody. She wasn't secure in herself or confident anymore. Her having to go through all that, she hit rock bottom and she knew that something needed to change. And it was the story that she was telling of herself and of her past. So she had to let go of her old story let go of her past relationships and heal from them to where she could start telling her new story and live her new life. And literally she ends up back to health. And she also had like kids. She had kids to take care of. So she had to do it for not only herself, but to be there for her kids. So she had to learn a new story, tell a new story. And she got to, and now she's healthy. Most Mm. for the most part she is. But she still has some stuff to go through, which is okay. And all this happened within like three, four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Her hitting rock bottom was like two years. And then her coming back to herself the next two years. It makes me think the stories that we tell ourselves, why do we feel like we need people who mean us nothing good? Why do we allow... Why do we, you know, I was talking to someone just the other day and she's going to be on a podcast with Kaylee soon. Mm. Um, But I was talking to her and I was like, isn't it something how we always reminisce on the past and how we always say those were the good old days? Yeah. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, dang, so what's wrong with today? Yeah. What are we looking forward to? Because we always talk about the good old days. I remember when. How do we move on from thinking about the good old days and creating the good old days now. It tell, it's telling the new story. It's continuing to think that the good old days are still happening. And it's not just then and stops then. They continue. Ooh. And you know, it made me think about something. Earlier when I was saying about my 100% success rate and having relationships with whoever I desire to have a relationship with, That's a story I'm telling myself in my head, which causes stress that I have to have that success rate continue. Oh. And I really don't. I don't have to be able to be in relationship with 100% of anyone that I'm interested in. It's okay to (laughs) accept rejection. Yeah. I don't have to convince them. You know, I was a salesperson back in my previous life. And, um, you know, back, how old am I now? Oh, my goodness. I can't remember. But I was a salesman. And I was real good. I was like in the top 7% of the company. 
and this is a big company and I was in the top 7% because I was good at convincing people that they wanted something that they really didn't want. Oh, wow. And I took that same process and brought it into relationships. And then that's how I end up in horrible situations and horrible relationships where I deal with shitty people because instead of seeing them for who they are, I just need to prove how good I am at getting what I want. That's bad. That's deep. That's so bad. (laughs) So what do I do to change that? Is that for me to answer? Uh, Yeah, it wasn't rhetorical. It's got to be you. You have to start telling a new story. What new story, though? Well, you said it. You don't need to have a success rate 100% of the time. Right, because I'm only proving it to myself. Yeah. And rejection is redirection. Let's be clear about that. Oh, my goodness. But how soon do you move on if you're rejected? Like, how soon do you try something else? How soon do you try something new? Like? Like, if I reach out to someone and I was like, hey, what's up? And he leaves me on red. Yeah. Do I send a question mark? No. I wouldn't. That's just it? Yeah. Like, right from the jump? Yeah, from the jump. Like, he's obvious. The other person's obviously not interested. So leaving you on red. There's a lot more people to talk to than just that one person. So I think what I should do is, you know, when they leave you on red, you wait. Because they could be busy, right? Mm. But a few days go by and they still hadn't responded. Yeah. Don't send that fool another message. That's it. Matter of fact, block them so you won't even (laughs) block them and then delete the conversation so you won't even have them in your mind. I do that. Block, then delete. Yeah. Yeah. Because (laughs) if you don't, you're going to be going through your messages one day and you're like, oh, he left me on red a few weeks ago. Let me say something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if y'all are talking and you decide that you're not interested in that person anymore, you don't have to respond. Ooh. You don't even have to tell them you're not interested? No. I've done that, too. Like, if I'm not interested anymore because he said something. Wait a minute. (laughs) I I know I did a lot of wait a minutes in the other conversation, but really, wait a minute. Where's that button? (laughs) What did she just say? Let me find it, y'all. I got to get used to this, but did you just say? (laughs) that you shouldn't tell the person that you're no longer interested you can but i don't think it's necessary oh my goodness that that that's not good (laughs) that just sends a person into like anxiety mode no i think i'd rather be told i want to be told i don't take hints i'm too old for hints it's not a hint though. Yeah, yeah. Like it, is. it was on Tinder. I no. I unmatched. No, that's not a. That's a direct. If you unmatch me, that's and then I find out that I go through again. I see you pop up in the thingy, and I have to choose you again. Like that's that's not, that's, a, that's a hint. That's so crazy because I deleted the account too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a hint. I don't take hints. You have to tell me. It's tell not me. A hint. We're grown. I, I can't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mine was very direct, I think. Yeah. Leaving me on red is not telling me anything. Just telling me you might be busy. And it doesn't mean you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't want to talk. If you don't want to talk, tell me. I unmatched. And then because the I'm cow. glad I said that because here's the thing. Um, you unmatching and stuff, you, just, yeah. uh, you shouldn't do people like that. That's wrong. <laughs> Why'd you match That's with him to begin with? Because I thought he was cute. And then that's when 
uh, saw that he matched with me too. Like he swiped right on me first. Oh. Yeah. And he works in film. Oh. Yeah. So that was right up your alley. Exactly. I was like, oh my God, we already have something in common. Oh. And then you found out that you really don't. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. He's not the one for me and that's okay. Uh Oh. Well, I'm gonna tell you what happened to me one time. I was in a relationship and um, my ex, he was hanging with some friends one night. This is back when I was crazy. And um, I'm just telling the truth. Back when I was crazy. And he went out to hang with some friends. Well, no, I was on the phone with him earlier that day. And he was going to see his friend Amanda at work. And he got to her work. And she's like, oh, I like your new shoes. I'm on the phone with him. And she says, I like your new shoes. He's like, yeah, my boyfriend has the same pair. And I got to thinking, like, we definitely don't dress alike, so I know I don't have the same pair of shoes. And then he comes on the phone. He's laughing. Talking about something. Yeah, you thought you caught me. I was like, I did catch you. And he's like, no, I was just joking. Ha-ha, I knew you were listening. I was like, whatever. So right then I knew something wasn't right because he told her, first off, he didn't want his girl to know he was dating outside of his race, right? Wow. So he never, he never would have said boyfriend unless she knew who the boyfriend was. Yeah. Right? And so that night they went to a bar. Now, here's what I know. He's having fun. I talked to him and he said, I'll hit you up when I leave. Now, we've been together six months. 100% of the time when you leave the bar, you always call me and talk to me on your way home. 100% of the time, you never drink when you're at a bar. 100% of the time, you never let your phone die. So when I called at 11 o'clock, you answered. When I called back at 1 o'clock, you didn't answer. When I called at 1.30, he didn't answer. So I called a few more times. Still no answer. And I'm thinking to myself, now we have a problem. Because he would never go home without reaching out to me. Mm-hmm. So if his phone's dead or if he's drunk, we got a problem. If he's drunk, he's with someone he shouldn't be with or somebody that I don't know because he doesn't drink. Oh, wow. And if his phone is dead, then he's somewhere he shouldn't be because he never lets his phone die. So you recognize behavior patterns in people yeah. and you get used to them. And as soon as they change them, then you recognize there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So I kept calling his phone and I finally called 22 times. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I was concerned, not only thinking that he was with somebody, but I was also concerned that something might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, on the 22nd call, someone answers the phone and they sound like this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, um, who is this? And he's like, who is this? I was like, this is Kevin's boyfriend. And he was like, I'm Kevin's boyfriend. Oh. I was like, oh, so we're both Kevin's boyfriend. He's like. What are you talking about? I was like, I've been his boyfriend for six months. And he's like, I've been his boyfriend for six months. <laughs> and I was like, well, you talking on the phone that I paid for? And he's like, I paid for this phone. Oh. And I was like, first off, we got a problem. I said, where is he? Are you at his house? Like, is he in the living room on the couch? He's like, no, he's in the bed next to me. <laughs> I said, okay, you better wake him up. He finally wakes him up. And he's like, Kevin, it's your freaking boyfriend. <laughs> And Kevin gets on the phone and he's like, hello. I said, is that your boyfriend? He's like, yes. I was like, so you know what's fixing to happen, right? He's like, yes. And he's like, Kevin, you have to leave. I mean, not Kevin. 
Hell, we're gonna get <laughs> he told the dude, he's like, dude, you have to leave. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. You're going to explain yourself. So Kevin is like, mom, mom, <laughs> tell dude he has to leave. And he's like, dude, you don't understand. You have to leave now. <laughs> oh, wow. So I called the police. <laughs> I called the police and told them that there was a disturbance and I needed them to do a welfare check. So I sent the police to his house because I was four hours away. And I remember being upset that he was cheating because at the time I believed that you could be cheated on. I don't believe that now. And that's another episode. <laughs> but uh, I was upset and hurt that he was cheating. And I remember one day in October of 2000 and whatever year it was, I remember saying to him, Kevin, I'm crying on the phone in the hotel parking lot saying, why are you doing this to us? And he says to me, if you stop thinking that there is an us, there wouldn't be a problem. Ugh. Immediately, once he said that, I said, oh, click. You hung up. I hung up and went on with my life. I didn't stress. I wasn't depressed. I knew right then when he said that, that he was done. And that was my release. So Ooh. the thing is, I'm the type of person at that time that would, I would put up with so much crap. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's a chance. But when you tell me that there's no chance and it's over. Mm-hmm. Oh, or you say I'm done. Mm-mm, that's it. That releases me so fast. Like I can handle that better than you stringing me along. But if you say I'm done. Really? Yes. If you say I'm done, like I have no, it just does something to me to where I can just immediately. Like once you say that, I'm immediately like, there's no opportunity. Bye. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't spoken to him since. Oh, my God. Like, there's no point. There was not an us anymore. I'm like the opposite. I'm like, if you're stringing me along, no, you don't get the chance to string me along. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Because I would just feel like my time isn't being respected. So that would be easy for me to just cut you off mm. and go about my life. Right. So my new story is you don't have to have a 100% success rate. Mm-hmm. You get to... Be at peace, regardless of anyone else's behavior. And then when they do behave in a way that disturbs your peace, hang up the phone, block them, and don't ever speak to them again. Because you're going to waste so much time trying to convince them to behave a certain way or be a certain way for you to be comfortable. And it's just not worth putting your energy into trying to get someone else to understand where you're coming from when it comes to relationships. Mm-mm. If you can't understand me, that's okay. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but I'm not a school teacher. You should have learned this long time ago. Mm. So, being that I'm not a professor, well, I am the professor, but I'm not a school teacher. So, you go somewhere and learn how to treat people, and then don't come back this way. I'll, <laughs> I, I'll see you in passing and ask you, have you learned how to treat people yet? Oh, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Bye. Keep it moving. But you're not coming back into my life. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what your new story is going to be, Kaylee. My new oh, st- you know what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. My new story is nipping it in the bud. Mm. I've said this before. Either. What did I say? Mm. I don't remember. I have to look at the transcript, but it was like. Oh, oh sit down. Something sit up. Like, step up or step out. Right. Nip it in, nipping it in the bud. Step up or step out. If you're not at my level or surpassing it, I don't want it. Oh. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then telling a new story, also to go back to that story that I was telling at the beginning of Dr. Joe Dispenza that he told, don't allow your body to be in a constant state of disease to where you start having, you know, um, ailments. Yeah. Cause it'll show up. It'll show up and you got to take care of it. So prevent it. Mm. Allow yourself to love yourself more than the situation that you're in. Absolutely. And guys, we're running out of time. This is such a great topic. Oh my goodness. You can say so much we, to we, talk about. There's so much to talk about and we will revisit this topic. I'm going to let Kaylee go ahead and give you the inspiration of the day. And then we're going to bring this to a close. Oh, the inspiration for the day. The word. I will just reiterate what I just said. You let go of the things that are not serving you any longer, that are disturbing your peace, because you deserve to live your life out the way you want to and not have to worry about what somebody else is doing. So let go of the things that are not serving your soul and start telling yourself a new story so you can only be on a roller coaster that only goes up from here. If you've seen that movie, you oh, know crap. Came from. I didn't mean to hit the. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt your inspiration? No. Okay. Guys, always a kind, inspirational word from Kaylee Ray. Sweet babies, I just love you. Yes, we do. Um, if you have questions, be sure to send your questions to sweetbabiespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're not listening, if you're not listening to us on Patreon, be sure to check us out. Patreon.com forward slash sweetbabies because you will find a welcome here. This is a safe place, a safe space. Mm. But we love you guys <laughs> and we appreciate you. Sweet babies. Sweet babies. <laughs>